This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Arts Cast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Komikaela Naimen Tokuingua. My name is Michaela Naimen and I'm your host. Welcome. This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture, and how the creative arts contribute to our community as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugarloafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre. Stay tuned to find out more. Okay, welcome to Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. And uh, I'm here in the studio today with Paul Colton and Matt Sturgess. Kia ora. Kia ora. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you, are, you are our artists for October in the art space. Yes. And uh, I think it's one of the quirky exhibitions we've had in a while. Oh, very good. Very good. Very 3D <laughs> and, you know, you kind of, um, we will have to watch the people going in there that they don't touch everything. Unless they are allowed to. If they, if they want to play it, they're welcome. Yeah, yes. yeah cool. And mine should be solid. Yeah, yeah. Or sharp, one of the two. Yes. So, really yeah, <laughs> Matt Sturgis, you are from String Studios. That's and right. Paul, you are from Huatoki Creatives. Mm-hmm. But you guys are also part of a band. Yeah. 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 We, um, we, we reconstituted an old band. So we're like, yeah. An original's cover version of our own music, so we're Taranaki's least known covers band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what was the name of that band? That was Doctor Who's Blues Band. We used to play, play oh, um, all over the place, really. And um, our biggest gigs was always New Year's Day on the Hatchery Lawn. Oh, yeah. Because it was our yeah. slot that we used to have for about five or six years. It was quite cool, and. Um, and that doesn't happen still? Not anymore, no. There's, no. there's, there's other bands that get that slot, so they're, they're sharing it out with everyone, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not famous enough anymore. No, <laughs> no not anymore, no. <laughs> yeah. But then Working you reconstituted the band is um, a different kind of makeup these days, isn't it? Well, there's only the two of us now, so mm. yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just guitar and harp, um, or uh, bass and harp, um, two instruments pretty much. Um, I use a looper to yeah. add a third pedal in if I need any. I'm trying to diversify, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> also, you are the heart player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evie asked me before what I had in there, and it was my harmonica, so Evie. Okay, but. Oh, hi, Evie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, tell us a bit about um, uh, this exhibition. So, uh, one of you is into metal and the other one is into, yeah, maybe metal as well, but in what? guitar yeah, form. <laughs> yeah, thrash metal and metal. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was fortunate enough to have a slot last year and um, through, through Wayne Morris and so forth, and he said, oh, do you want a slot? And I thought, yeah, why not? And October seemed like a good time to do it because it gave me all year to prepare. And it was one of those moments where hey, this is cool, I can actually get my art into a place and without having to pay horrific commissions and mm. and also supporting what we do locally. 
yeah. Mm. And so. And what the, kind of art do you do? Is it only metal or? I've done resin, timber, mainly timber and metal, but was making resin stuff for a while, and then I thought it's not very environmentally no. friendly, you know. Mm. And, and this time it's copper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so it's um, kind of uh, landscapes on the wall there. That's it. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's more of a concept because as you drive around the mountain, you get a different view. And everyone says that their side of um, Taranaki is always the best looking. Yeah. But, yeah, there's so many sides of him. And um, when you drive around, you get these different views. But So I've tried capturing the skyline horizons, really, mm. yeah. And uh, they are mostly circular in form as well, the circle? Yeah, mm. this year. Oh, this year? Last year was triangular. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, evolving here. <laughs> yeah, it is evolving and, and who knows what will happen. You have your stock standards that you make. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very cool. What is it about copper that attracts you? It's our oldest metal. Mm. And know? quite soft. It's soft and it can be made coloured if you want it to be but it's the oldest metal that humans have worked with mm. and when you look at what was being produced 4,000 years ago and you go I can't make that no and somebody went into the, a mine in Celtic countries and then discovered to mix tin with it from mm. Wales and you think how do they do that and how does mm. that work and yeah, it's just been and be able to create shadows with it and, and mm. textures yeah mm. Pretty cool. I have um, done mezzotints, which is kind of like you have to uh, manipulate the copper to chop yep. it up before you print it with ink. And I was just amazed at how they said, oh, you need to keep going until it's peachy and fussy. And I thought, what is she talking about? And I, it actually got peachy and fussy. And amazing how you could do, yeah, the shadows yeah. and water in copper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it ages and it gets impurities in it and mm. you build that into it and you swear and curse when it won't solder and yep yeah but yeah very cool all right shall we take a break with the first uh, music what kind of song have you chosen you had um, the sopranos i believe we did yeah woke S up this morning because, because you should you should <laughs> Let's listen to the Sopranos. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. We are grateful to Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Land Life Center for sponsoring this uh, show. And I'm here in the studio today with Paul Colton and Matt Sturgis, who are our artists for October in the art space. And they have some very cool uh, metal work and guitars, Matt. Mm. Tell us a bit about your guitars. Well, it started about um, five years ago. A friend brought in from WOMED a cigar box guitar that he purchased there. Um, he said he paid $1,200 for it, and I thought, wow, this must be pretty incredible. And I had a look at it, and I couldn't believe the, the poor quality of the wiring inside it and <laughs> the, the setup of the guitar itself, so I fixed it for him. Um, was yeah. this an electric guitar? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yep. I, was, I had a look at the back and all the wiring, some of the wiring was just wound together, there was no solder, a bit of tape around it, you know, so, so I, I rewired it for them, um, cleaned all the sound up and everything and gave it back, and I thought I could do that. I, I reckon I could make one of those, so I went and got myself a uh, cutlery box from a second hand shop and found some bits of wood and built my first guitar. Oh. And as soon as I finished building that and started playing it, I was hooked. Oh. And I started building another one. And as soon as I finished that, I went and started building another one. I just haven't been able to stop. And I'm, I'm up to about 35, 40 guitars now, I think. Like really? That. Yeah, yeah. So you are not uh, selling them? Or yes. You just, yes, or you yes, are? yes, I sell them, yes. yep. Um, most of them are for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, in the art space in here, they're, they're available for purchase. Um, mm. I've given probably half of them away to friends and family. Yep. Um, like my sister absolutely fell in love with one in particular, so that was her birthday present, and oh. you know, things like that. What um, a great idea. Yeah, yes, it's, well it works. Um, I um, I can't stand waste, I don't like waste things going into mm. landfill and things like that, so I rescue all these bits of wood out of skip bins that would otherwise go into landfill. Um, I've got a piece of the black harp when that was getting bowled over. Oh really? Yep, I've got a piece of the tart gallery. That's going to be a guitar for as well. Um, yeah, I took, put replaced a window in my house, so some of the wood from that window frame is going to turn into a guitar as well. Oh. So I'll and have a guitar in my house, mate, from my house. <laughs> and I believe you have uh, banjos there too. Yes, yes, I make oh. banjos. I um, I was on my way to work one day and uh, saw this on the side of the road, a 12-inch drum uh, from a drum kit, and I thought, huh, stopped my van immediately, grabbed it, and threw that in the back, and carried on work. Um, oh. I got home and I ended up chopping that drum into two and making two banjos out of it. Oh wow. Yeah, so, so that's both of them are in the arts space there. And you are a banjo player? No, gosh no, I'm a bass player. Oh, because yeah. I, I have um, understood that, uh, you know, have you seen the film The Power of the Dog? Yes, yes. Yeah. So banjo playing has become really popular right. after that one. Um, but he's of course quite nasty piece, the guy who plays the banjo in the film. But uh, it's really tricky to play banjo. Yeah, they are a bit of a tricky instrument, all right, with that drone string on the top and yeah. it disorients you a little bit. I've made a three and a, f- uh, sorry, a four and a five string version, so. There's some great NJ players in New Plymouth, by the way. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Marion. Marion, yes. You know, she's yes, she's, she's awesome. been around forever. Marion and Nick would be in Frank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Frank does too. Yeah, yeah. Frank yeah. from The Rock yeah. Shop, yep. Soul Bear from... Turkey the Bird and Marion Rivers, you know, oh. they kind of yeah. three genres. Yeah, quite nice. get them in to play them. 
Mary and his made um, noises about wanting to come in here and have a oh. play on those banjos, and I said, absolutely, come on. Oh. So you have to leave us poor souls who are here in this space every day um, with instructions how much uh, touching your instruments can take. If you're a musician and you want to have a play on it, go for it. Oh, yep, okay. No dramas. You've heard it from Matt yes, Sturgis, not from me. <laughs> and also if you drop and break it, you've bought it. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, very cool. So, when did you start playing then instruments? Um, instruments? Um, well, I probably started when I was seven. Mm -hmm. um, I had this three-quarter acoustic guitar and sitting in the house and I started playing it. Um, I didn't know any chords, um, didn't know how to play a guitar, so I started, started playing along with songs on the radio and it turned out I was playing bass lines. I, oh. didn't, I didn't even know there was such an instrument. I was seven. So there so was no going back from that? No. And when I turned 12, my dad bought me my first bass guitar, and I've still got it, and I still play it. And I'll never get rid of that guitar. That's my pride and joy, that one. And I've had that for 48 years now. Mm, wow. So, yeah. And what about you, Paul? I don't play guitar. No, but when did you start <laughs> playing an instrument? Uh -huh, I and what kind of instrument? I play harmonica, mainly. Actually, pretty well all the time. Um, Mainly because I was at my sister's flat. I was at high school. I wanted to be in a band, and there was already guitarists and keyboard player and drummer and all those things. And I was at my sister's flat, and there was a John Mayle record called John Mayle The Blues Alone, and I put it on, and I thought, I want to play that instrument. And so I walked around blowing and sucking for about four years until I ran into somebody who could show me the next bit, mm. and. Yeah, been teaching a bit too, which has been quite cool. Well, I never got part of blowing and sucking part, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can give some musical lessons here while you guys yeah. are in the yeah in the yeah. art space. Oh, it's not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's an it's interesting because it's the only apparently it's the only instrument that the Amish are allowed to play. I found that out a little while ago that the other instruments aren't good enough. Yeah, so I'm just saying that the other instruments aren't good enough. If the Amish can play it, I can play it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to do some. Um, yeah, you might have to fact that check one. that one. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, but yeah, like sound and sound and art is the same thing. It's you get movement and mm. oh, we absolutely. Both work with mm. the movement side of it. And yep. And like I was just thinking about your yeah the banjos and so forth. You know, the the reverberance of the drum and behind it and. Things like that. Yeah, it's quite a loud instrument. It is. Those, those banjos, yeah, they're rather loud. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, how did you to find it each other then? Oh, it's all down through music too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, through a common friend, John Cooksley. Yeah. Mm. And um, thought, okay, yeah, let's get a. There, there's a, there was a bit of a lack in um, what we would call authentic blues bands around. So mm. we wanted to play blues how. It should be felt. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling more than it's a... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's certain songs agree. that I will never, ever play again. Mm -hmm. um, because they are played in every pub and yep. you go, no, I'm not going there anymore. There's so many hundreds of other songs there, so that's why we started writing too. There's oh. a term I have for songs like that, but I won't say <laughs> that here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so we started writing together and, and Matt's got his songs, I've got my songs, we've got our songs. and. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it would be very cool to listen to some of your songs, but you have chosen other songs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and actually there's a good banjo one. Oh, really? Love to play. Yeah, and that is um, Stagger Lee by Taj Mahal. Okay, let's listen to Stagger Lee by Taj Mahal. Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You are listening to the Sugar Loafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful to Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Lenai Center for sponsoring this show. And today I have some blues uh, musicians uh, and uh, artists in the studio. Uh, we are having the October Art Space artists, Matt Sturgis and Paul Colton here. 
of uh, Matt of String Studios and Paul of Huatoki Creatives and together they are also Who's Blues. And we're talking about art and music and other things and um, so what else do you then do besides your the art that you're showing here? You talked about resin before. Um, where did your art journey start Paul? Um, when I was at training college I I always made things out of metal and wood and that as a kid and so forth but when I went to university I was fortunate to have um, an amazing metal artist called Paul Dibble. Oh you're kidding! No 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 yeah so Paul was one of my lecturers and um, he knew I could do welding stuff and engineering stuff and that so we kind of chatted about that sort of thing and I was trying he was trying to get me to draw an orange in art class (laughs) and then he just said Paul don't worry about ever drawing, trying to draw, just stick to making. And, um, oh, really? Yes, that's my little story. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I spent uh, some time in Palmerston North last year as a visiting artist, and Paul Dibble sculptures are everywhere in Palmerston North. Oh, yeah. They are yeah. just, you know, yeah. he is so amazing. He's like the Andrew Drummond of Wellington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He yeah. probably wanted you to have an orange that was drooling or dropping oh, or something. Yeah, so, and we had um, Guy Whiting as well. So we were really fortunate, um, Gary Whiting. You were? Really fortunate to have some amazing art lecturers. But art wasn't my subject, but yeah. And so Paul and I used to sit and talk engineering and that. And then when I started teaching intermediate students, I was getting them to work with a bit of more to create rather than to recreate. Mm. And so it's more of a cog, um, it's more of a constructivist sort of a way of thinking about it. Mm. And then Len Lai was always in the background. And mm. He's a big one for me. Who, of course, worked with engineers to realise his uh, yep. concepts and drawings and amazing artwork. Mm. Yeah, and so the way he catches movement, he uses movement with movement. I thought, I want to catch a movement with light. Mm and see how that Which works. he does too. And yeah. the shadows are equally and the negative space and yeah. it's a performance, it's not just a still piece. Yeah. yeah, and so that's where it comes back to music too. Does mm. the same thing, just like your poetry does. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And what about you, Matt? Apart from guitars, um, how did your art journey start? Were you well, also a maker? Um, well, I was a, a guitar repairer as well. Um, oh. I, I maintained all my friends' guitars and um, I just got into it so much that I, I got a little bit arty with some of the things that I've done. Um, my latest build, um, I've got, I've themed it. Um, it's got a bird theme, and there's a um, Pahutakawa tree in the, on the front of it, with a tui sitting in the middle of the tree holding onto a musical note, and on the back is a, a bigger picture of a tui as well. And this um, is a guitar? Yes, 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 yes. It's not in the art space, unfortunately. I was going to sell it. Um, but uh, there was a bit of a cross-communication. This lady asked me to build a guitar for her granddaughter, and I'm thinking, excellent, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-old's going to learn how to play. Turned out she was two, so she probably didn't need the guitar just yet. Oh. Um, I'm building her a ukulele now. I was and, just yeah. thinking, ukulele might <laughs> yeah. be better. <laughs> um, oh. But I, I get very creative with some of my, um, my pieces. Um, I don't necessarily make it square every time. I, I make, yeah, as, I, as you've seen, circular ones I've had. Um, almost a coffin shaped one that's in there, three, three string. Almost. It's not quite a coffin shape. It's, um, I've actually called that one um, chicken head because if you turn the guitar upside down, it looks like a chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, it does. The, the art happens. The guitars build themselves when mm. I get in there. I, um, I've only made three guitars to order. 
Oh. Now, every other guitar builds itself. I just get all bits and pieces of stuff and keep putting it together and out comes a guitar. Mm. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then I um, take them into the house for a couple of weeks to let them settle in and play them every day and then the ones I like the most I'll take on stage with mm. me to give them a burst. Mm. I think this is so cool. So you're actually not just doing something that is on show for looking at, but they can be used. Yes, yes, art you can play. Yeah, and yeah. so it's both acoustic and electric. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's also very generous that you maintain your friend's guitars. Oh, oh yes. Uh, so if someone is listening out there now and think, oh, yeah, my guitar could do with a bit of sprucing up. Yes. Do you actually sell those services? I do, yes. You yep. can repair guitars? Yep. I, um, one of my favorite guitars I've got um, came to me from a friend. Uh, someone sat on it and snapped, oh, it, snapped no. the neck off, snapped the neck in half. Um, I repaired it and yeah. gave it back to him and says, oh, I bought another one, now you can keep it. So it's my, one of my favourite guitars. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you, you, I've been on stage with Dr. Who's yeah. with that one, the acoustic, mm. Zemmick, yeah. I've experienced a few cracked guitars when people have taken them out, you know, to parties and whatnot and dropped yep. someone's mm. guitar. What, what can you do? Can you yeah, glue I, it up? I, I, I crack it even further. Oh. And, yeah, and I make a two-pot resin and I pour the into there and I... I fill the crack up with that and clamp it together and clean it all up. Once it's all dried, I dress the neck and you wouldn't even know it was broken. Oh, wow. And what uh, if you crack the sound box then? The yeah, sound box is a different story. You yeah. You usually got to replace the material oh. for the sound box. Yeah. Um, the top of a guitar vibrates, so um, the thinner it is, the more it will vibrate. So if you start gluing it up, it's going to get a little bit stiffer and it won't vibrate mm. as much and it'll be quieter and mm. the sound will change and the mm. quality will yeah, change. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I've learned that a few times doing repairs and it's just one of these things, a bit of experience that you pick up on along the way. You know. The hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good way though, you remember those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mistakes are lessons. Yeah. Okay, so where to from now then? Um, you know, how long have you worked on this exhibition? Wow, that's a good oh, question. I um, <laughs> found out from Wayne at the beginning of the year, so it's been a little tickle, trickle, trickle, tickle. And then it became a rush. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't it funny, eh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's you got to spend time thinking about these things. And then we were having a rehearsal a few weeks ago. And oh, Matt, you remember we've got the we've got to get stuff ready. And so, well, it took you two days to do twelve guitars, something like that. Yeah, yeah. get them ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it takes me about. Well, the amount of time that I have to build a guitar is usually after working in the weekends. You know, and mm. I, can't really spend all my time in there, so I sort of divide it between that and my own lawns, etc. That's kind of thing. Um, it takes me about three months to build a guitar from from scratch. Wow! It's a quite a, quite a bit involved, you know. Yeah. So um, some guitars are a little bit quicker. Um, I've developed techniques that I can whip out the box pretty quickly now, and then I customise the box to to suit the guitar that I'm building. But um, yeah, it takes me between two and three months per guitar. Wow! Yeah. So. Uh how do you actually um, set a price on your art? Oh, oh, I yeah. hate that. I hate that too. Yeah, that's, that's a horrible <laughs> question. That no, no, <laughs> this, is, this is the question everyone has to ask themselves. Yeah, and somebody once said to me, what's the price you're comfortable with? Yeah. And they said, you give your, your name prices in your head and you go, nah, no, definitely not that end, too far, too far. And then you get somewhere within 20 or $30 of where you think it might be, you know. Especially commissioned work, and you go. Now I've got a time restraint. Mm. You know how long is a piece of string? Yeah, yep. Yep. and exactly. there's so many artists and, and 
that have been given a commission and then gone, crikey, I've gone well over those hours. Yeah. So you can't think of it as hours. You've just got no. to think it is. And so I spend a lot of time thinking about what I want to do and then if I've got a really stinking wet day, get down into the shed and start making yep. and have a few sketch pads. And, but I'm fortunate because I don't have to rely too much upon glue drying. Mm. Yeah, I can just heat it with a gas torch and yeah. Well, that's the beauty of the metal you are working with at the moment. But yeah. I, I bet you had a different story with the oh, resin. Oh, <laughs> resin, yes. That was um, a wet day. You add more hardener, and then you're thinking, is it going to go cloudy with moisture, or is it going to? Yeah. And then you've got to deal with fumes going up through the roof, uh, the floor yeah. of the house, up into the rest of the house. You know, and everyone's wandering into your around. own body and lungs. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. Uh, great. There was a great. Um, artist here in town called Hilary Owens and she was many years ago and she made great resin sculptures and uh, I'm certain that it affected her in the long run. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the turps and everything, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. and you've just got to be careful when you're working with stuff but yep. you know, copper's pretty pretty cool. You're not working with nasties. Mm. Yeah, you know, like if I want to clean it I use salt and vinegar because that's what salt and vinegar mm. does to copper and and then the rest of the time is with a mask and mm. buffing wheels or mm. things like that, yeah. And is there, where do you actually source your copper from? Can you reuse um, second-hand um, boilers and stuff? Or? Yep, yep. Um, there's one piece out there at the moment which I've made a twin to, and it's a positive-negative landscape scene. The person who gave me a hot water cylinder said, can you make me something? So I've made them a copy of that one. So that, that's there payment for the piece yeah mm, lovely somebody sent me a photo this morning actually of some um, copper tube do you want this yes yes please <laughs> yeah. yes the answer yeah. should always be yes yeah usually yeah. is <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> and the leftover little bits and pieces I take to school and kids make stuff out of it mm, lovely yeah okay let's uh, listen to um, something else so uh, you had one meatball Oh, that's a favourite of ours. Mm. Why? Josh White. He was, um, yeah, he was he was a old, very old musician who was um, sold as an eight year old because he could play guitar, and he spent his life playing music. And one meatball is about a guy who could only afford one meatball. Wow, it better be big, like one <laughs> restaurant in town here. Yeah, <laughs> so he was one restaurant, and I've actually yeah, told them about the, the meatball place, about their meatball song. But oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They should play it. They should. Yes. And yeah. And so uh, who sold him into slavery? His father. Whoa. Yeah, so there was Josh White, and some great cover versions of it, and um, we used to play it. And yeah, Doctor Who's played it. Well, yeah, Who's Blues are also playing it now, so yeah, yeah. covering our own cover. Let's uh, listen cover. to one meatball, the one and only. One meatball 
simple dinner he had planned. The guests were startled, one and all, to hear that waiter loudly call, what? One meatball. One meatball. Hey, this here gent won't Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host Michaela Nyman. Um, we are here today to talk to the um, art space artists for October, Matt Sturgis and Paul Colton of uh, String Studios and Huatoki Creatives and Who's Blues. And Matt and Paul have been talking about their art, um, some copper art for Paul's uh, and some guitars, Matt's uh, behalf and also about the music. So what is it with the art and music that, um, you know, brings you something essential to life and joy and stuff? Apart from working, you know, do it's we need it's art? It's like food, isn't it? It's like food. You, ha- you oh, have like to that. have it. I, I need it. Um, I've got a friend, Jo Wilkes. Um, she's an artist. and We've been friends for a very, very long time. And um, so often we could uh, draw parallels with her painting and my music. Um, and it's so so an enriching conversation that we would have with each other about. She'd be talking about something about her art, and I'd be talking about something about my music, and it's exactly the same thing. Oh. And I, I found it quite intriguing, actually, and I, I, uh, I quite enjoyed the prospect of it. And then when I started building guitars, I could I felt I could call myself an artist finally. And, oh. and everybody went, you've already been an artist for a long time, and I didn't know. <laughs> why why yeah. do you think that is? Oh, that's just a musician. Ah, just a musician. Just a musician, yeah. 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 Strange, eh? It is, yeah. So, has she ever interpreted your um, music in her art? uh, No, no, but um, 
I've kind of gone the other way around. I, I built her partner, Tony, a guitar with his art. He's also oh. an artist, you see. Um, he's left-handed, so I ended up building my very first left-handed guitar. Um, I've got a spare neck because I made a big boob on the first one, so that went up on the rack for later on, but um, recycled some more material and I ended up building his guitar for him uh, with his um, one of his paintings on the front of it. Mm. Yeah. So, pardon my ignorance, but isn't it just to turn the... Uh um, the neck upside down. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. Actually, yes if you no. flip it over so yeah. the strings are towards you, then it's up the right way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the controls are wired backwards because yeah. they're on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Um, the, the dots on the guitar are on the other side of the neck, things like that. Mm. Um, so you, know, you, ne- you can't use left handed parts for right handed ones. Um, they're not interchangeable. No. So I, I built this thing from scratch and I've got a spare left-handed neck sitting in my shed ready for the next lefty. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. But that's cool. I, I never chuck things away. I always recycle them. Yeah. I, I go hunting for recycled material. Um, I put a uh, ad out and I ended up getting a lady saying, uh, I've got a piano that you can have. So I've got a piano sitting in the big workshop where I work and I've pulled all the wood I can can off it. And, oh, no. um, <laughs> oh, it was wrecked. It was wrecked. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm a piano player, so oh, okay. I'm yeah, yeah. No, it was, the it was irrecoverable, the but I've got some nice wooden hinges and things out of it now, and I'm going to turn the uh, the body of the, uh, the piano into a wine rack because I saw someone doing that, and I thought, what a great idea. So I'm going to do that. I'm not going to throw it away. <laughs> I don't like throwing stuff away, so I'm turning it into something else. And can you, you reuse the metal strings? Don't know what I'm gonna do with those. I might make them sort of bizarre thing kind yeah, of setup. Yeah. You know, take out certain notes and just have a diatonic harp. scale. Yeah, something like a yeah, harp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul, you're also into um, kinetic sculptures. Otherwise, you talked oh. about Len Lai before. Yeah. So have you made any yourself? I do actually. I've got some um, ropo out there, out front. I'm pointing with my thumb, but you can't see that. And um, yeah, out front and. I always, as a kid, used to love going through the swamps and watching them move and mm. so forth, and the rustling, um, the way that they move with the wind through them, and also when you ran through them and you're in the swamp and you're up to your knees in mud and you're sinking and, and you're 10 years old. Um, it's, yeah, and dramatic. I also... <laughs> oh, it is very dramatic. And um, watching, one day I was sitting there, I started making feathers because one day I was watching a feathers on a pool of water and it was spinning in the wind and I thought man it'd be really cool to capture that movement so I started making weather vanes or feather vanes mm. and then somebody said oh, can I can have some feathers to put on the wall and so I yeah I still kind of like making the feather vanes more because they actually move and mm. they sit outside and you just don't put them right up on top of the house because they're copper and the lightning likes them. Mm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that might know, be a bit of a Which is art in itself, really, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just neat to be able to have that space out here where you can we can bring it in. You can show really cool lighting. You've got people walking through. You've got um, fantastic conversation about your art because you can display it on the wall. You don't have to have openings, and mm. and it's your space. It's our space, mm. you know. Absolutely. Mm. And it's great that it exists and you can see it even if we are closed. Yeah. You can just, you know, walk yeah. through the mall and have a look. Because when we were setting up the other night, um, there was one chap and he, we'd only just arrived and started putting things on the floor and that, and he stood out there the whole time. Yeah. And watched us putting stuff up on the wall for about an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You read the blurb thoroughly and you're checking uh-huh. it. 
guitar out and every piece of pulls out and he's looking at each one. I have to say, um, it's such an eclectic mix of things, but you've made it look really clean and really well hung. So what's your tips to others? How do you hang your art to make the most of it? Don't make it messy. Less is more. Well, mm. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You guys look so extremely organized on the wall. Oh, it's <laughs> our lives are not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, somehow I figured that one out. You don't want to yeah. see my workshop. <laughs> yeah, workshops. My workshop. Um, yeah, I've actually got a, a bale of barley sitting on my bench at the moment, so that's not going to, yeah, won't be burning anything for a little while. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so what is your tip then to beginners? I've seen people hang things far too high up and, you know, too low and clutter them together. And can you give some advice to people who are maybe more beginners than you are? It's a little bit like Gary Herring's, oh, sorry, Keith Herring's, um, his sketches. Mm. There's equal distance between everything. And it's, um, maybe it's a form of, being neurodiverse that you can look at something and go that's not quite right and so that's the engineer side of me going oh no that's slightly out and sometimes slightly out's good but I was trying to you know when we were trying to get things into a circle yep. or into a, a cross sort of and, oh, and you yeah, don't want to put too yeah don't want to put too many holes in the wall eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh we've just had it painted and fixed so <laughs> we are glad for less holes but yeah, yeah no it looks but, really you know, tidy and, and nice simple hooks and go oh do you need a hook or do you need a wire or do you need you know Hmm. Um, so this is something that uh, beginning artists don't really think about, that they actually need to have um, some sort of hanging device that mm. can hold art, especially if it's heavy, mm-hmm. uh, that it doesn't break or, you know, split or it's a cheap frame and suddenly it goes, splits yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. 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 That's a tragedy you don't want to happen, a guitar falling off the wall or something no. like that. No. Yeah. No. yeah. I oh, use guitar hooks and I'll nail them to joists and studs and things like that and make sure they're not going to go anywhere. And you yep, need yep. that hook when they're walking past. So they go, I'm going to stop and look at that. Mm. You know, yeah. and they're eye level. You want well, that's another thing yeah. that you're But you two are a different height. Yeah, happy medium, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. But no, it's, it's just cool to be able to look at something and go, oh, I can see that war, I can see how it's done, you know. Um, many years ago, Chris Foreman and a few others, we did a thing in the Lenlai fountain room. We were trying to play music. There was Juliet McLean. There was all sorts of people, and we were trying to create music using Lenlai's rhythms from his instrument, uh, from his work. Way more complicated than what we could ever get. So they had to turn it off, which was oh. we had to play to static images. Yeah, no, really. We just couldn't capture. Oh. And it was really frustrating because we wanted to, yeah. but it was just so diverse. Of, um, so we just had to work with the movement of the light of it. Yeah, ah. I've performed one of Len Lai's poems with his rainbow dance behind me. Uh, yeah, it was good yeah. that I couldn't see it, <laughs> but it looks very cool because it oh. happens behind me. And when I ended, it just happens to like magically look like I had timed it. Did you? Perfect. Yeah, well, I didn't time it at all. I just <laughs> went for it. Yeah. Oh, isn't that cool. great, eh? And, Lucky. And all those happenings. people all interconnected. You know, we've known lots of, I mean, you've got so many musicians and artists in Taranaki that interconnect. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. what makes it a bit of a growth area, you know? It is. So, where can people find you and your art? 
here at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> here in the art space and otherwise? Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, String Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me there. Um, there's also my personal Facebook page, Matt Sturgis. You, you find me there, and I link the two together quite often. So I share my own stuff. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah that's, that's pretty much it. Um, my business card's got my phone number and uh, Facebook details on it. It's a, um, that's String Studios. QR card, yes, mm-hmm. uh, QR code rather. Yep, on my card. So you can You've got a QR code? I have. I haven't got one of those. Oh, I'll get you one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you, Paul, where can people oh, find I'm you? I'm up the Hōtoki Valley, but it's easy just to find me on on my Facebook page, and um, or Instagram page. And yeah, I've got Instagram. You've got Which is Paul Colton? Yeah, that's Hōtoki Creatives. Hōtoki Creatives. Yeah, yeah. and um, they all interlink. But uh, yeah, it's just good. To be, uh, Instagram to me was a big way of getting my product out there, and it was mainly because during lockdown there was a lot of people that drank wine and looked on those things and bought things. Yes. You know? Yep. <laughs> and you go, buy as many as you like. Oh, you know, and they've ended up in some pretty cool places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. Long may it last. Yeah. 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 Not, not so much the lockdown part, but the rest no, of it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, drinking wine and buying <laughs> things online. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. at art and do making art. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. It has been wonderful talking to you, and uh, I hope you sell some stuff here too. Oh, yes, you are, <laughs> Yeah, the exhibition is on until the end of October in the art space in the Top Town Cinema Mall. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much.
whiskey and bella will let me have my way for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Artscast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Nyman and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com. You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under current shows. The Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Center. Until next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand on air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.